0: We are in the book of Joshua this morning, and Joshua 21 will be the springboard for our message. Joshua 21 tells us of the priestly cities or the towns of the Levites. Remember, the children of Israel had some special cities in their land. And their special cities fell into two classes. First, there were the 48 cities of the Levites, the priests. These were scattered throughout the territory of the other tribes. And second, there were the cities of refuge, uh, three on the eastern side of the Jordan River, and three on the western side. The cities of refuge are described in Joshua chapter 20. The towns of the Levites are spoken of in Joshua 21. We have already studied the cities of refuge from Joshua 20, the cities where the accidental manslayer, not a true murderer, could flee for safety. This morning, once more, we will have the priestly cities lead us in our message. Here is our first point today. The towns of the Levites or the priestly cities remind us that God judges sin. Here is how I arrive at our first point. Back in Genesis 34, we have the story of Simeon and Levi murdering all the men of Shechem. Simeon and Levi's sister, Dinah, had been defiled by Shechem, the king's son. And Simeon and Levi, full of fury and revenge, went on to take their swords, attack the unsuspecting Shechemites, and kill every male among them. In Genesis 49, Simeon and Levi's father, Jacob, before he died, called for all of his 12 sons to come and gather around him. He wanted to speak to each son about his future, and his words were of the Lord. Genesis 49, verse 2 reads... Assemble and listen, sons of Jacob, listen to your father Israel. When Jacob came to Simeon and Levi, his second and third sons, and spoke to them, this is what he said to them, verses five, six, and seven, once again of Genesis 49. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their swords are weapons of violence. Let me not enter their council. Let me not join their assembly. For they have killed men in their anger and hamstrung oxen as they pleased. Cursed be their anger so fierce and their fury so cruel. I will scatter them in Jacob and disperse them in Israel. As punishment for their massacre of the Shechemites, Simeon and Levi, their families, would be scattered in Jacob. They would be dispersed among the children of Israel these two tribes would not receive any inheritance of their own in the land of Canaan. And so when we read about 48 priestly cities, 48 towns of the Levites scattered throughout the land of the other tribes, we first read of judgment. The tribe of Levi was found throughout Israel because of the sin of Levi, their father, which God judged. Point one, the towns of the Levites remind us that God does judge sin. It's true, God will by no means clear the guilty. Listen to these verses in the Bible which further warn us of the reality of God's judgment on sin. Exodus 34, verse 7. He does not leave the guilty unpunished. Deuteronomy 32, verse 35. It is mine to avenge I will repay. In due time, their foot will slip. Their day of disaster is near and their doom rushes upon them. This verse, by the way, was the text for Jonathan Edwards' famous sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. On July 8th, 1741, Jonathan Edwards preached in Enfield, Connecticut on the words, in due time, their foot will slip. On the subject, the surety of God's judgment. And even though he just read the sermon With a calm, even at times monotone voice, the people held on in terror to the pews, lest they slip into hell, which they saw yawning at their feet. In due time, their foot will slip. Three more verses. Psalm 89, verse 32. I will punish their sin with the rod, their iniquity with stripes. And then Galatians 6, verses 7 and 8. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap Destruction. From time to time, I have my devotions in the Old Testament book of Ezekiel. And one of the themes of Ezekiel is exactly what we are talking about now the judgment of God on sin. In Ezekiel, we read of God's judgment on Judah. And on Ammon, and on Moab, and on Edom, and on Philistia. We read of God's judgment on Tyre, and on Sidon, and on Egypt. Concerning Tyre, God says that she will be no more, and she isn't. Concerning Egypt... God says that Egypt will never be great again, and Egypt hasn't been. My friends, God does judge sin. He will by no means excuse the guilty. When Jonathan Edwards preached his sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, his purpose was to shake the people out of their complacency and into the arms of the Lord. May the Lord shake us out of our complacency to sin, to disobedience, and into his arms for forgiveness, salvation, and a committed life to him. Point two. Point two this morning is this. The towns of the Levites or the priestly cities also remind us of the great grace of the Lord. Let me put it this way. The Lord deals with sin, yet he is also a God of great grace. Grace. We are reminded of this great grace in these three ways. A, what are the towns of the Levites also called priestly cities? Do you know what that means? In the Lord's grace, he made some of the Levites His priests. Amazing. Levi sinned. With Simeon, he murdered all the men of the city. But God, in his great grace, made some of his descendants his priests. Listen to these words of Dr. James Montgomery Boyce who yes, once again is uh, helping me in our trip through the book of Joshua. Levi was scattered throughout Israel in the 48 Levitical cities. However, although the descendants of Levi had no land of their own, it was nevertheless no small honor for them have been made priests. The grace of God is also seen in our chapter of today. We had in our presbytery uh, a number of years ago, the son of Jim Voss. If I remember correctly, Jim Voss was a wiretapper for the mafia. He was an eavesdropper. He worked for the mafia, securing private information that the mafia would use to their advantage. But God converted him, went on to use him for his glory, and went on to call his son, William, into the pastorate. That is how the Lord worked concerning the tribe of Levi. In great grace, he went on to appoint them, his priests, ones who would serve him as priests. Do you think that your sin is so great that God would never forgive you? You are so bad that you could never become a child of God? My friends, God's grace is greater than your sinfulness. As Corey ten Boom once said, there is no pit so deep that Jesus isn't deeper still. And so be encouraged to go to him, go to him with your sins, go to him with your failures and embrace his grace, which is ready to forgive you and save you or restore you. B, We see the Lord's great grace in this way too. One of the responsibilities of a priest was to teach the people the word of God. Yes, a priest was to minister at the tabernacle and then at the temple with sacrifices, etc. But he was also to teach the people about the Lord God. Now, Where were the priests in Israel? Where could the Levites be found? All over Israel. Because of Levi's sin, the Lord had scattered the Levites. But in grace, he took their scattering and used it to benefit all of Israel. All Israel was near the word of God. No one in Israel was more than 10 miles from one of the priestly cities. B, God in his grace turned sin and punishment into blessing for others as well. Chuck Colson went to prison for his part in Watergate. He did wrong and he went to prison. God used that experience, however, for good. When Chuck Colson came out, he went on to establish Prison Fellowship, which is a ministry that has touched thousands upon thousands of prisoners for Jesus Christ, God in his grace turns sin and punishment into blessing for others. And then C, we are reminded of the Lord's great grace in this way. Even though the Levites did not receive an inheritance of land, even though they had no portion in the promised land. The Lord did give them a portion of something. Do you know what it was? It was said of the Levites that they had no portion in the land because their portion was the Lord himself. The Levites received something actually better than land. I mean, far better than land. The Lord gave himself to them in a special way. We like houses. We like land. We like material things. But there is something better than all of that, and that is the Lord God. And that is what the Levites received in a special way. Please listen closely. May we, more than anything else, want the Lord. May we desire to know him and serve him, and enjoy him more than anything else. And may the Lord, more than anything else, be our portion. One more uh, point this morning, and our last point this morning. Well, uh, I'm still going to remind us of the Lord's, great grace. I am still going to continue to focus on the Levites. Our last point this morning is this. With the exception of the tribe of Judah, the tribe of Levi contributed more distinguished leaders to Israel than any other. Write down the names of the tribes of Israel. Make a list of the great leaders of Israel which came from each tribe. With the exception of Judah, which produced kings, Levi contributed more distinguished leaders to Israel through the years than any other. Let me mention some of them. Moses, did you know that Moses was a Levite? Uh, Moses was born in Egypt during the oppression of the Jewish people there. He had godly parents, Amram and Jochebed, both of whom were of the Levitical tribe. Dr. Boyce says he was more highly educated than anyone else of his day. He held a position of great privilege and power in Egypt. Dr. Boyce says it's possible that he could have become a future pharaoh. But Moses did not side with the Egyptians. He sided with his own people, and the Lord used him this levite to lead the children of israel out of egypt moses aaron aaron too was a levite he was moses brother and was given special duties as the high priest of israel first chronicles 23 verse 13 says about him aaron was set apart to consecrate the most holy things, to offer sacrifices before the Lord, to minister before him, and to pronounce blessings in his name forever. Moses, Aaron, Phineas. Phineas was a special leader of Israel. And he also was from the tribe of Levi. He was the third high priest of Israel and he served faithfully for 19 years. He's best known, just in case you need a little help bringing some information back to the forefront of your mind about him, he's best known for an incident recorded in Numbers 25. The people of Israel had fallen into sexual immorality with the women of Moab. As a result, the judgment of God in the form of a plague had fallen on the people. Phinehas was offended by this wickedness against God. So when he saw Zimri, a member of the tribe of Simeon, take a Moabite woman into his tent, he snatched up a spear followed them, and drove the spear through both of them. And because of that, the plague that killed 24,000 Israelites was stopped. And God praised him for his zeal. God said in Numbers 25, verses 12 and 13, I am making my covenant of peace with him. He and his descendants will have a covenant of a lasting priesthood because he was zealous for the honor of his God and made atonement for the Israelites. Let me mention two more great leaders from the tribe of Levi, Ezra. Ezra was a Levite. Ezra was a distinguished scribe who served with Nehemiah at the time of the return of the people of Israel from Babylon. Nehemiah rebuilt the wall around Jerusalem and Ezra taught the people the word of God. He also wrote the books of Ezra and 1st and 2nd Chronicles, and he compiled the book of Nehemiah, Ezra. And then John the Baptist. Are you familiar with the idea, with the truth that John the Baptist was also a Levite? The Lord God had called John to be the forerunner of Jesus Christ in fulfillment of the last words of the Old Testament. And Jesus, you may recall, praised John the Baptist with these words. I tell you the truth, among those born of women, there has not arisen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Matthew 11, verse 11. So we have Moses and we have Aaron and we have Phineas and we have Ezra and we have John the Baptist. And you know what? We could also put in there Eli. We could put in there Samuel, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Zechariah. Here's the point for us though, the practical point. Make sure you take with you the truth of the Lord's great grace. Make sure you personalize it, that you apply it to yourself. What an encouragement this should be to you. In the scattering of Levi, we see God's righteous judgment on sin. But we also see in the story the willingness of God to turn judgment into blessing. So if you are suffering from sin, if you are suffering from sin, do not think that you are beyond God's favor or God's kindness or God's salvation or God's restoration. Go to him with your sins, with your failings. Go to him and embrace his grace. As with the tribe of Levi, God can be your portion as well.